Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Hi, my darlings, and welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I almost couldn't make it through this intro because I'm sitting here with goosebumps covering my entire body. (laughs) I am smiling so big, I'm having a hard time articulating, and I'm almost crying. (laughs) Okay, there's this is a really big podcast for me to to record. I'm going to go ahead and say, just for me personally, this is the most important and what feels like the most heart explosive episode that I've recorded all year. Today is the day that we launch our home course. (laughs) Okay. And now I'm going to (laughs) cry. And now I'm going to cry. Okay, I'm already crying. We are five seconds into this podcast. Okay, I need to take a breath so that we can really drop in together and breathe together and be together because I have so much to share. I am so excited and I feel so proud and I feel so emotional. And this is just such a big week for me in so many ways. So let's just take a moment to ground into the body, root your feet to the earth or your seat to the earth. Place your hands to your heart and close the eyes if that feels good. And just take a few minutes right here or a few moments at least to check in with your body right now. You can take a deeper breath in and a deeper breath out and give yourself a moment to really arrive. I know getting here to this moment, to this podcast, you have a lot going on in your day. And whenever we transition from one thing to the next, it's really important that we anchor into the body enough so that we we are really here, right? For these day-to-day moments, not just the big practices that we do in our day, not just the big meditations and the yoga and the things that we do to feel good, but that we give ourselves these small moments in the middle of the mundane, just place our hands to our hearts and feel Whatever you're doing, wherever you are in your day and in your life, just drop right in. This is your body. This is your breath. This is your home. And whatever is moving inside of you right now, just take a moment to hold yourself right here. And know that whatever is moving inside of you today, Whatever is unfolding in your life might feel challenging or scary or amazing. All is welcome here. Just show up for this moment exactly the way you are. Let's take a deep, full breath in. Open your mouth. Exhale. Let go. Hmm. You can blink your eyes open. Hi. 
I thought taking a few breaths would help me gather myself a little bit. It did a little. (laughs) I'm just so excited. Today is the day that we launch our home course. It's also five days before me and my family pick up everything we own and move across the world. The fact that these two things are aligning, we are releasing, I am releasing the biggest thing I've ever created, the biggest, well, the only course I've ever created, but the biggest online virtual circle I have ever manifested in my life. It feels bigger than feels bigger than my books, feels bigger than yogagirl.com, feels bigger than the yoga studio. I'm just trying to think of things I've, I had ideas around that I wanted to do and wanted to create that I actually completed and manifested. And there's been a lot of big moments for me in that sense. I am, I'm, I'm a, I am a creator. I, I love you know, getting an idea of something like, oh, this would be so beautiful. And then following through on that and creating and completing that. And there's something about the creation of exactly this that I'm going to get into and share all the details with you right now. But it feels so universally aligned. It feels so heart-centered and heart-based. It feels like it's one of these things that I've created that I feel like just, it was sort of birthed through me. (laughs) It's been a lot of work, but it's also been so aligned and there's been just flow every step of the way. And it's been over a year in the process and a year and a half and here and here we are today so just want to own that for a moment how happy i am that we are here that it's launch day so <laughs> if you follow me on social media and also of course on this podcast i have been hinting for a while right i mean not forever but for a while i've been hinting that there's something that we're doing something we're creating in the beginning of the summer we, we were producing and filming and doing things when we were in Sweden. And I was kind of giving little sneak peeks of that without being able to say anything. And um, even a year ago, I've been kind of hinting on the show that there's something I'm creating, but, but it was so early stages of actual, you know, action and movement, pulling everything together a year and a half ago. So I haven't, my sneak peeks and little hints have been so light, you know, for a long time. And then we came, you know, in Aruba, I told you a couple, how long ago was that? A while ago, we were filming and producing and creating something really big. And it's always so hard to share a little bit of my life without being able to share the whole thing. I feel like I really want to be super honest and transparent every step of the way. But of course, something like this, I have to save it until we're ready. And today is December 10th. Today is our launch day. I have created, and today I launched and opened the enrollment for a seven-week course called Home. It's seven weeks of tending to the earth and to your heart. It's a seven-week portal, a seven-week journey, a seven-week program, a seven-week, I don't want to call it a retreat because it's so much bigger than a retreat. The, the word that embodies it the most is really a journey, a seven-week circle for us to change our lives. I mean, really deeply, deeply make a change in our lives. And I've never, and ever, it's my first time ever doing something live online in this sense. So this is not, um, it's not a course that you casually take on the side of doing other stuff at your own pace, but it's a, an actual journey that we begin together on a certain day and we end it together on a certain day and it's only happening once. We start on spring equinox, so March 20th and the course runs all the way until May 8th. And it's seven weeks of nature-based rituals and healing practices. Seven weeks of a different kind of self-care. You know, I've... (laughs) I've been sharing healing and self-care tools for a very long time. I've been, yeah, how long have I been teaching this? 12 years, something like that, since I started teaching yoga and evolved from there. And I really got to a place, I don't know, maybe two years ago, where I realized that I was 
shifting my focus just in terms of my own self-care. A couple of years ago, it was a little bit before the pandemic hit where I just naturally started expanding my scope of the tools that I was using every day to take care of myself. It had always been yoga. Yoga, of course, I'm a yoga girl. It's always been my thing. It's been, you know, I think because yoga was really my first big awakening, I feel like everything, all paths have always brought me back to the yoga practice. But I'm sure you all can tell as well that I don't share that much yoga every day anymore, right? If you look at just what I share online, it's been a long time since I felt any kind of urge to take photos of yoga poses and share that. And, you know, I really enjoy leading teacher trainings and I really enjoy the in-depth work around the science, the ancient science that is yoga. But in terms of the day-to-day stuff that I share and what we talk about on this podcast, you know, it's actually not that yoga-based anymore. And for me, it's been a journey of, of realizing and understanding that I entered a different season in my life where, you know, yoga is always going to be there, but it was time for me to invite other practices into my life and broaden the scope of the tools I had ready and available for me to, to take care of myself. So along with that, I invited different things, some things I've shared about on the podcast, some things I haven't, but different kinds of meditation practices, different ways of taking care of myself. My tea practice has been a really huge one. The dynamic meditations and the shaking meditations that I come back to again and again are a really big one. But it wasn't until really the pandemic hit at the beginning of the pandemic where I was in this big opening having just burnt out and then all of a sudden having nothing to do, that I realized that no matter how much I return to these practices, like I did 50 days of dynamic meditation in a row, I, I, rent, I, I can be really hardcore around self-care. And I would, I would be so hardcore around self-care and so disciplined with my self-care because I was constantly feeling like I was missing something. I was. You know, and, and even in even in the depths of therapy and having all these tools and meditating every day and waking up at 4 a.m. every day for my big three-hour practice that I was doing every morning for so long, like I, I was doing so much and I was trying so hard and still I felt like there's something missing. And this feeling that I had a hard time articulating for a long time was I, I just wanted to go home. I was moving through my life and through my day, and I kind of have been for a very long time, but the pandemic and the stopping of everything, you know, being really faced with yourself with nothing to do. I think so many of us had that experience. We were really faced with any uncertainty. We were faced with any fears. We were faced with our insecurities, anything that already wasn't working for us. The pandemic brought that way up to surface. And this feeling that I, that, I was, that I was constantly walking around with was like, I, f- I felt like I didn't belong. And I was doing all of these things to, to sort of numb that feeling or to try to find a sense of belonging, right? And, I, and, I, and some things worked and some things didn't. And then I would cycle back and, and just constantly, I, I'm, I'm looking for this sense of purpose. I'm looking for this sense of, of belonging. Like I actually, I actually belong here. I actually, I am a part of, of not just this group or this scenario or situation I'm in, but I am part of this world, a sense of belonging that is more than belonging in a structure of a relationship or belonging in a family, this big foundational sense of belonging I was missing. And I think a, a lot of us have felt that way, you know, we feel, and it, and it manifests in us as uneasiness or some discomfort or just like a a light anxiety that we feel a little bit all the time or it manifests as tension or it becomes depression or we are all trying to find our way back home. We are. And for me, the biggest awakening that I've ever had of my entire life was putting my hands in the earth for the very first time. And I am so grateful. It's my biggest moment of gratitude for the pandemic is that I found my way to gardening. And it was one of those things where 
for a, forever, you know, I've had this longing to be with nature, <laughs> but I've also had a disconnect from nature for a long time. I had a longing to be with nature, but I also felt a disconnect. So if I was having a hard day, I would want to go for a walk with the dogs and be outside, right? But I also felt like, oh, I, I'm, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not going to go climb a mountain. I'm not one of those like outdoorsy people. I had this idea that nature is, is a place I go to, to find a remedy when I'm not feeling well, right? That's, and I think a lot of us, we kind of look at nature as this thing over there, right? And if we're having a hard day, we do that. We go to the park. If we have a forest nearby, we go for a walk in the woods. We go for a swim. We want to go on vacation. We want to go to a beach or we want to go hiking. We have these ways of connecting with nature and we feel the urgency to do that when we're not feeling well. But then we go back to the regular day-to-day life, which for most of us is a life where we are completely disconnected from nature in so many ways. And the fact that we are where we are, it's not our fault. It's not something that we've done that's wrong. It's just the system and the structure of the society that we were born into. We are, as a whole, really disconnected from this earth. Most of us, we don't know where our water comes from, we just open the tap and there's water there, you know? And I I started contemplating that when the pandemic hit and I realized I have to grow my own food. I I felt this urgency of, oh my God, I need to return to, to the old ways where we can take care of ourselves as a family. It came from a place of absolute fear. It didn't come from a place of wanting connection. It didn't come from a happy place at all. It came from fear that, oh my God, I feel like I'm not going to be able to take care of my kid. You know, it was this sense of the apocalypse is coming and a sense of I have to find ways to really become more self-sufficient to really, to take care of us. So I started gardening and it was also one of those things where I had an idea in my head that I would like to have a garden. I would like to grow my own vegetables, but it wasn't something I was actually really engaged with. Right. So a few months before the pandemic hit, we st- opened, we started a garden and I got help. Leah's nanny at the time or Leah's babysitter at the time was a farmer. And she, uh, she helped us like set up these garden boxes and, you know, and it was kind of happening on the side of stuff. And then pandemic hit, we were all alone. And I realized like this sliver of garden, this is life. This is actual life. And it's funny that it took my entire life up until that point to make that connection, to actually have that light bulb go off. It never really occurred to me to get curious and interested in the food that's on my plate. You know, I would want it to be vegan and I would want it to be organic, which was hard to find, but there was no thinking for me, no awareness there of, okay, if there's a carrot here, I'm eating carrot soup someone grew that carrot and that happened somewhere, right? Someone actually planted a seed in the earth and then nourished this plant and then harvested this vegetable and then put it on a truck or maybe on a boat or maybe on a plane. I mean, we live on a tiny island. It's crazy how things get here or to Aruba. And and then it goes to the supermarket and it's like wrapped in plastic and, and then it's, it's here and I buy it and it's, and it's here. And there are so many steps to that carrot getting on my plate that I never contemplated. And depending on, of course, how we source our food, there could be a lot of things that aren't in alignment with any kind of harmony for this earth, how that carrot was grown, you know, how the people were treated who actually planted that seed pesticides and toxins used along the way, the emissions from all the trucks and all the transportation that it takes to get that carrot to my supermarket, where I just grab it, you know, I just, we just go to the supermarket and we grab a bunch of stuff without thinking too much about all the, the journey of that vegetable getting to our plates. And when the pandemic hit and I realized, wait, I have a garden here. This is it. This is life. I have to grow food. And I started putting my hands into the soil for the very first time. And I had, you know, we had a lot of indoor plants and I had done little stuff here and there, but I never actually had that embodied connection of hands to earth. And when I 
took over our garden and I started growing our garden and my garden became my whole life's focus. If you listen to this podcast then or follow me on social media, you know my garden was, it was everything. I would wake up and go to sleep and everything in between became the garden. I didn't know it at the time, but what was happening was that every single time that I stepped out into the garden to commune with my plants, and to plant new seeds and to take care of my plants, how they were growing. And every single time I stepped out there and I spent most of the day there for like a year and a half, every time I stepped out into the garden, I was remembering. It wasn't that I was learning something new and learning new ways of something. It was a a shedding of this disconnect that I've been feeling for most of my life. So what started off as this fear-based thing, I need, I need to grow vegetables for my family. I need to, to get this done, became a relationship. And it became a remembering of a relationship that has always been there. That has always, always, always been there. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where Ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. I started realizing that my the feeling that I'd had for most of my life, that I don't belong, that there's something wrong with me, that I'm not enough, that big kind of core narrative, all of those limiting beliefs that lie at the foundation of everything that's happening in my life. Like those beliefs were so strong, that feeling like I don't belong here. I feel out of place. No one really likes me. I feel disconnected. I feel purposeless. I feel like I'm not enough. Those feelings have been there for so long. I can't remember when that, when that voice started becoming really loud. And on this show and in the work that I do and in the books that I write, like I talk about this so much about trauma healing and healing the emotional things that have come our way and finding ways to really anchor into self-care as a way to change and heal wounds, right? We, we talk about this. It's basically the whole theme of this podcast, but what was missing this entire time was this big understanding that the actual reason I had that narrative in the first place, the actual, the actual thing that led me to that narrative, to feeling like I didn't belong, to feeling disconnected, to feeling out of place, wasn't just because the surface stuff of what happened to me in my life, but they came out of a disconnect from Mother Earth. And of course, it has to do with the trauma, like all of this is intertwined. But this for me, like even sharing this now, I get goosebumps because it was such a massive epiphany for me. And it continues to be a massive epiphany for me that when traumatic things happened to me, it wasn't just that I had a trauma with a person or I had a trauma with loss or I had a trauma with this big fear. It was a feeling that I'm not safe here. A feeling that trauma brought me this, this big belief that actually this world isn't a safe place. 
that it's not just that this trauma came my way, but actually I don't, I don't belong here in this world. So I didn't just disconnect from myself in those traumatic moments. I disconnected from nature. When I stopped trusting life, I stopped trusting mother earth. And those two things came as one. So part of the part of the trauma responses that I've had and that so many of us have had have led us deeper into a disconnect where we have forgotten our place, where we have forgotten that nature is not a place that we visit. We are nature. We cannot look at like the planet and the earth as something over here for us to fix or save or for, us, for something that we can take, for something that we are supposed to take advantage of and gain from. We can't separate the idea, even just talking about nature as something over there. And we do this. We do this when we talk about the environment and we talk about global warming and we talk about recycling and we talk about the state of the world. And of course, we talk about social issues and injustice. We put it over there. It's like the planet and nature and the environment. It's over there. I go out into nature. I visit nature. I go for a walk in the park. I go to the woods. I go to the beach. It's like a place we go and then we go back home in our little houses where we're closed off. That whole idea that nature is over there and I'm here is at the foundation of the disconnect that I've been feeling my entire life. That when those traumatic things came my way, I didn't just lose a sense of trust in the people around me and in my immediate surroundings, but I lost my sense of trust in this earth. So I separated When we don't feel like the world is a safe place, we lose that connection of feet to ground. And then we live in a society that that cuts us off from that connection all the time, right? This society, it's just how it works. It's like we wake up in the morning and the alarm goes off and we pick up our little phone and we spend some time scrolling there. It's like the first thing we see in the morning for most of us. And then we go to work and we sit at the computer and we stare at that screen all day. Maybe we get a few minutes at lunch to go outside. And then we come home and we're exhausted from staring at these screens, right? From sitting indoors under fluorescent lighting or in air-conditioned houses. And we live that life where we're eating food that we don't have a connection with. And we turn on the tap and there's water there. And we don't think about where is that water sourced, Where does it come from? What's the journey that water has taken to get to my tap? You know, we flick a button and we have electricity and we don't think about that. It's like all of these systems in place that have become comforts for us have also completely separated us from our true nature. It's just what it is. And all of this, this way of life just continues to feed that same disconnect that actually I don't belong. So my big, that big realization of it's not just about the traumas, right? And healing the traumas and doing the trauma work and feeling my feelings and crying my tears and being vulnerable and all the work that we do because we do so much work, right? We work so fucking hard. You're listening to this podcast. You're fucking killing yourself wanting to make a good life for yourself. I know that. You are working so hard to keep your life together, to feel whole, to heal the wounds that you know are there, to deal with your triggers, to help support other people, to take care of other people, to be a good human. You want to take care of this planet. Like you're working so hard. And I know you're working so hard because I am working so hard and I have for so fucking long. And this big moment for me of realizing that the disconnect from nature, that's it. That's at the core of all of these issues that I have. That's at the core of all of this pain I'm feeling. So I can stop now thinking about all the things that happened to me, right? Oh, my mom tried to kill herself and my stepdad died and there was a divorce and then there was more loss and all these people died. And I have this narrative in the back of my head of the things that happened to me that traumatized me where I felt alone and unsafe and abandoned. And, and now I have to deal with that. You know, it's felt so intricate and deep and hard. And this big moment of, I just need to find my way back home. I need to return to nature and not just return to nature as in spend more time in nature, but return to the remembering that I am nature, that I 
I already belong, that the idea, the mere idea that I don't belong here somehow is ridiculous. And the fact that I've believed it so deeply is, (laughs) it's an atrocity. It shouldn't be that way. So the healing is coming back home. The healing is remembering my roots. The healing is instead of using nature as a remedy to help us when we feel bad, to go on that vacation to the beach or to, instead of using nature as a remedy to make us feel better, the actual healing is remembering that we are nature and making nature our way of life. And you can tell I get really fired up talking about this because I could, I could cry sharing this now because realizing that my healing is finding my way back home, my healing is finding my way back to this earth. It was such a relief for me to get to that place of understanding because actually it's not complicated. Actually, it, it's not going to require this challenging recipe and of perfect things coming together so that I can finally heal and feel good in my life. It's like, she's right there. Our earth mother is right here. And returning to her, returning to a way of life that really is that returning to a way of life that actually is how we were born into this world, that is in alignment with the natural rhythms of this world, it is actually not that hard. It's going to take a a rearranging of how we look at life. It's going to take a rearranging of how we view this world, of how we live, but it's not this impossible thing out of reach. Mother Nature, she is right here. She's waiting every day for us to come back home. So I'm sharing this because this for me was the seed that was planted for this course long ago, right? First month of the pandemic, long ago. And what I can see now, and I'm smiling really big with that, is that everything that unfolded from that point, from me gardening and growing my own food and having this awakening every day and then really having my life changed by finding my way back to connection with nature after that. And I had this idea, wow, wow, wow. Well, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to share. Everything that unfolded from that moment on was leading me home. (laughs) And now I'm crying, of course, sitting here, you know, five five days away from actually moving home. I mean, how crazy is that? That I'm, and of course, it's just serendipitous. It it wasn't like I decided we're going to move to Sweden and we're going to launch the home course in the same week. (laughs) I'm not an idiot. You know, it's a lot to do. It's a lot to be in the middle of a move and to launch the biggest offering I've ever created. That is a huge thing. And it's no coincidence that these things are perfectly aligning. I'm launching home and I'm going home. So from that moment of me placing my hands to the earth again and remembering again and starting to find my way home again, everything that unfolded in my own life led me here. And how it unfolded was so hard. There was so much loss there and I wouldn't have made it all the way home if it wasn't for that loss. It was kind of like the moment I really spoke out loud that I want to I wanna come back home. And I didn't know it then, standing in my garden, what home would mean. But for me, it also meant a remembering of my ancestry, an actual coming home to my country of origin. I mean, it's just so big in so many ways. And, you know, the mold that took our house away, losing all of our belongings, all of that led me back to Sweden. And Sweden was the biggest remembering of all. It was, you know, I had this idea of this course I wanted to do. I wanted to do a healing course to help change people's lives live, right? With live integration where I hold your hand every day and we hold each other's hands as we walk through this big healing journey. But it wasn't until getting to Sweden, remembering that all of all of the plant world that I was born into 
having that integrated in my system, right? Getting to return to the actual homeland for me and forage and grow foods and walk barefoot every day and swim in the same lakes that my ancestors swam in hundreds and hundreds of years ago. That was the final piece of the puzzle for me of, okay, this is it. If I only ever offer one thing, I want to walk this journey with a community. I don't want to walk this journey alone. (laughs) And, you know, so it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of, it's been more than me. Of course, I have a whole amazing, beautiful team, the Yoga Girl team that have created the pieces of this course together with me to be able to make this happen. And it is now live. (laughs) And I want to... I want to share some of the details of that because I know there's going to be a lot of questions here, but if you're already like, what is this course? I feel so drawn. I'm so ready. You go to yogagirl.com slash home course. That's it. Yogagirl.com slash home course. And that's where you'll find all the details, all the information about the course. But it's seven weeks of tending to the earth and to your heart because those two things are one and the same. When we start tending to the land, when we start taking care of the earth, when we start growing our own foods, when we start aligning with this natural circadian rhythm, when we start really following the phases of the moon, when we start living after the seasons, when we start walking barefoot again, when we start hugging trees again, when we start connecting back to plant world and finding our plant allies and making friends with plants versus just looking at plants as something that we take advantage of. When we use nature rituals to take care of the land, we are automatically taking care of our hearts. That's why we feel so good planting things. That's why we feel so good taking care of our indoor plants. That's why, of course, the pandemic brought this huge surge in everything relating to gardening and the plant world. It became a a place of solace. It became a place of comfort. So the thing that's been missing for me has been like, I'm taking care of my heart and I'm taking care of my heart and I'm trying so hard to take care of my heart. But then I forget that my heart is intricately linked to the heart of the earth. So I have to start at a place where I'm actually taking care of her, knowing that taking care of her is taking care of me. So this seven-week journey is that. It's nature-based practices and rituals that I've created to help bring ourselves back to that place of remembering that we have always belonged here. And to bring us back to a place of communing with nature so that we start taking care of nature, not out of guilt, not out of shame, not because we're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, we see all of that in, 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 in all the initiatives around how, how, do, how are we supposed to take care of the environment and protect the environment and who does a better job. And we are missing this heart-centered place of taking care of the earth because it is taking care of ourselves and taking care of ourselves is taking care of the earth of doing that from a place of actual, genuine love. It is a different feeling, you know, watching a bunch of really scary documentaries that show us how terrible things are, and then from that place of panic, going into action, versus reminding ourselves of how precious and how much we cherish this world. Actual time, present, mindful time spent in nature spaces aligning our lives in a way so that we feel connected with nature in our day-to-day life. And from that place, being spurred into action to want to change something, to want to take care of her. You know, they might lead to similar actions that we take, but the place where we actually anchor into that from love is going to be totally different than anchoring into wanting to fix because of fear. And this course is earth and heart. It's self-care through nature. It's taking care of nature through the heart. So you're going to find in this course a seven-week journey where all of us together, really together, it's not a course that you do on your own, at your own pace. It's not that at all. It's not something that you just, like you buy a course and then whenever you're ready, you do it. It's an actual journey that we begin on spring equinox and we journey together for seven weeks. 
We meet live every single week to integrate. And then you have movement practices that are really grounding to nature, movement as medicine, not movement as punishment, which of course will include yoga and it will include different kinds of movement-based meditation and it will include some other kinds of movement, movement too. There's going to be some unconventional things to really bring you to a sense of presence in your body. We have meditations of different kinds. There's going to be a lot of nature-based meditations and meditations on the different elements and meditations with the plant world in different ways where we get to really commune with plants and actually not just take advantage and use, but speak to and listen. It's nature as God, right? Nature as the most sacred thing. For me, I always looked for, my whole life, I was looking for that word that felt the most aligned, right? And for some people, it's God. And God, I have no resistance to that word. But replacing that, some people want to say great spirit or universal love or source or you know, whatever it is that evokes that feeling of God. And for me, in the past year, I've been able to replace the word God with nature and actually feel the same way. That God is nature. Nature is God. Everything we have been looking for our whole lives is right outside our doorstep. And in the course, we have some really important journaling prompts. You get a big workbook that you work with. There's going to be sharings every single week. And I mean sharings as in intimate, real life with another human being, seeing you and holding your heart kind of sharings. And then we meet in circle to integrate the rituals that we've been working through every single week and the healing that we've found to actually look each other in the eye and ask questions and cry together and feel together and laugh together and dance together. Oh my God, we're going to dance. <laughs> I have had so much fun creating this course. I have so, had so much fun creating this content. I have felt so purposeful and so at ease. I told my best friend the other day that this is the first thing, it's strange, but it's the first thing I have ever offered where I feel 100% in alignment. I don't feel one ounce of overwhelm or stress or normally before a big thing, like going into a big teacher training or a retreat, I feel like, ooh, that's going to be stressful. And I don't feel that way at all. I just feel so excited to sit in circle with so many of you because I know this is going to align with so many of you. The course launches today. Today is the day. It launches at 8 a.m. EST. So really early in the morning Pacific time. It's 8 a.m. EST for enrollment. That's 2 p.m. Sweden time. In Europe, it's already afternoon. It's live if you're listening to this show in the morning. And we have an early bird special that lasts this month only. So all the way until December 31st, there's a 30% discount, which is a $500 discount on the course. So if you feel in your heart, in your bones that you're ready, this is the month to sign up. This is the month where it's the most accessible, the most available. And um, we have a payment plan that launches January 1st. Um, we have scholarship, of course. We have so many different offerings and, and like added little extra magic that is present in the course. You'll go to the course page at yogagirl.com slash home course and just look. <laughs> Just, just look, look at, look at our offerings there. I can't stop smiling. Why can I, I cannot stop smiling? Of course, there's a big astrological component to this. I mean, where we go through full moons and new moons and eclipse season starts week six. So it's going to be a, a journey from the earth to the sky and everything that connects us all. And the seven weeks, I want to talk about the seven weeks a little bit, because for me, when I decided I wanted to do seven weeks, I felt really aligned with, with seven for some reason. I kept coming back to seven. I was playing around with the idea, should it be five? Should it be 10? And seven kept talking to me. And I realized why later when I finished the content, when I finished planning out week by week, everything I wanted to offer and share and the journey I want us to go on. So about this specific week, so we kick off our opening ceremony and opening circle is March 20th, 2022. 
So it is a bit bit away. You have some time to enroll if you want, but if you do it now, it's going to be so much more affordable. We open March 20th, 2022, and the first week is called Dream. <laughs> Everything is a D, okay? But the first week is called Dream. And the first week, we are envisioning and dreaming up and designing our garden. Now, this is not a gardening course. It's not going to be me telling you how to propagate and how to pick your seeds and how to actually do the specifics of composting and how to, it's, it's not that kind of course. We are going to be, hopefully, in different ways, growing different things, right? It doesn't matter if you live in an apartment and you live in a studio apartment in the middle of the city somewhere, or if you live on a farm, you're going to find ways. Every single practice is accessible for every single person, regardless of how you live. It's open to every level. But we're going to find ways to grow things and place our hands to the earth in different ways. But, and I have this vision that maybe some people want to actually grow a garden as we go deeper into the course, because I'm going to be doing that. It's literally March and I'm in Sweden and I will be planting a garden and it's all aligned with these weeks, which is amazing. But you'll have the same opportunity to plant indoors or outside um, if you want to plant and if you choose to plant. But week one is the week to dream, where we dream up and design our metaphorical garden, the garden of our lives, where we actually get to sit down and get super clear on what kind of life it is we really, really want. Not just the life we were handed or life the way it is right now today, but the life of our dreams, right? A life where we actually feel fulfilled, where we feel like we belong, where we feel safe, where we have what we need. We go into some really intricate, really important practices around, not just around intention setting, but actual manifestation. And to be able to manifest as we go through these seven weeks together, we have to get really clear on what we want. So week one really is about getting familiar of course, with a course layout, but it's also setting our intentions and prepping and committing to the weeks ahead. We're going to dream and explore and plan our lives and everything we want out of not just the coming seven weeks, but everything we want out of our futures. The week after that is called dig. And that's our shadow week where we get into our shadow. So I don't want to call it trauma week because it sounds so heavy, but it's before we can plant any seeds, we have to turn the earth, right? We have to prepare the soil. We have to actually get in there and get in the dark and go beneath the surface and find what's in the way. And that's the same thing when it comes to creating the life that we really want. We have to turn the soil there. We have to actually figure out what our obstacles are, what our fears are, what our limiting beliefs are, what our traumas are and what our baggage is so that we can move it out of the way. So the second week is going to be a big week to really look at what hurts and what we are ready to heal and move forward from. The third week is called Dare. And of course, it's a week to be really brave. It's a week to be courageous. It's the week we plant our seeds and we plant our metaphorical seeds for the things we want to create in life. And it's important to remember that to be brave, to actually go for the things that we want, we have to have a, a safe container to, to dare from. We can't just get out there and be courageous and go for everything all the time if we don't first feel safe. So in week three, we are going to explore shame. We're going to explore our fears. We're going to explore what's been holding us back. Any limiting narrative, anything that we're telling ourselves around how we can't do the things that we want, how that's not for us, how we're not good enough. You know, that dream that I want other people can do that, but it's not for me. We're going to explore that as we get out of our comfort zones in really, really beautiful ways. Oh my God. I'm so excited for week three. We're going to do some wild stuff. Okay. But it's, it's, it's beautiful. Week four is called deserve which is our self-worth week. And as we go deeper into self-worth and really going into the ideas and beliefs we have around what we deserve, this is where our seeds sprout and we are really fragile. We figure out what we actually need to nourish ourselves, to really take care of ourselves. We're in that fragile, vulnerable place of just beginning to grow. 
So everything we do this week is centered around figuring out our needs and really having our needs met. So it's self-care, but it's not it's not surface kind of self-care. It's self-care as change your life kind of self-care, as change how you look at yourself kind of self-care. And we're going to go through these big themes, not alone, right? So it's videos and lectures and audio and meditations and classes and movement and rituals, but it's also community, right? Every single week, you're going to be sharing in a group. You're going to be sharing with a partner. You're going to be integrating in our life circle. It's going to be going through this process of really coming back home to yourself with another person. They're holding space for you all throughout the week with other people. They're holding your actual hand as you go forward. Week five is called Deepen, and Deepen is Boundary Week, okay? So it's growing really strong and really steady, settling into our power, actually empowering ourselves to show up in the world as our truest, most authentic self. In our metaphorical garden, this is the week where we delineate from anything invasive, and we really take care of ourselves as we grow super strong and super steady. It's that maturity phase. And the week is about honoring our core values and really trusting in our power and our strength. And this is a big theme, finding that courage and the ability to say no to what doesn't serve us. Boundary week, it's going to be a big one. Week six is called delight. And this week, actually, even just filming all the classes and all the lectures and all the work for this week was challenging for me and I'll tell you why. The week is called delight and delight is when we are ready to harvest the fruits of our labor, right? It's like flowers blossoming. We are ready for that, the joy of communing with nature, the bounty, the abundance, the pleasure of watching our flowers blossom. So the week is about treating ourselves and pleasure and really exploring pleasure as Not something we have to deserve, like work for to get to, but something that we were born into this world with as our birthright. So it's really a week about pleasure and uniqueness and joy and fun and play. And of course, this was the week I had the hardest time actually filming. And it says so much about me on this journey. So I'm I'm really excited to get to do this work myself. But week six, it's just to delight and indulge and enjoy. Week seven is the final week. It's called Devote. And the final week is really, I don't want to call it death week because it's not that, but it's understanding the cyclical nature of the world. That at the end of a cycle of a plant of something that you've grown, after you harvest this delicious, amazing abundance and the bounty of what you grew, There's going to be a small death there as we allow that plant to return to the earth and disintegrate and die. And then we use the seeds of that plant to grow again. So the last week is about understanding the little deaths that have to take place in our lives, the little endings. Week seven really is a letting go week. It's a lot of work around how to actually get to that place of softening our grip in all the areas of our lives where we are holding on for dear life, even when life tells us this is not the way. It's letting things go so we can let things die, so we can let them be reborn. And it's also a week of devotion, right? So it's really committing to a new way of life. That's the whole point of these seven weeks is to carve out a new way of life that really is in alignment with this earth in every way. So it, of course, has ways for us to make these rituals and this communion with nature life, not just something that we did for seven weeks, but actually make it life. It also has our closing ceremony and the end of the course is May 8th. That was a lot of information I just shared with you. I know, I know. I want to share just the final little details about the course in case I feel like I'm going to get questions about this. The ways we go about the course, the structure of how we're going to learn and grow together. 
we have what I call the seven pillars of learning. So there's seven ways that you're going to digest and take in and process and, and, and do the work and practice. And it's through talks, which is lectures and how to's and activities and shares from the heart. It's movement, which includes really physical meditation practices, other physical movement practices and yoga. We have meditation, which can be <laughs> different different exciting forms of meditation rituals so it's rituals and actual practice activities that are nature inspired and grounded in nature and then we have the fifth pillar is sharing it's sharing sessions with a group with a partner and in our big circle all together every week we have journaling of course i'm not going to do a big journey without us communing with ourselves so journaling with big prompts and things to get you deeper in all throughout all the practices. And then we have the live, which are the live sessions when we integrate and actually do practices together in real time. There's also a big workbook and extras and a lot of astrology and books I'm suggesting you read and optional activities and just a lot of magic, just a lot of magic. Now, one of my fears around actually creating the specifics around this course was, what if it's too much? <laughs> it's a funny problem to have or funny fear to have. What if it's too much? Is there such a thing as too much? This course is a big commitment. It's not, and I want to say that because I, wanna, I want people to join who are really ready. You know, I, I, I want you to join if you feel in your heart that this like it's pulling at your heartstrings, like it's really calling you this different way of life, this re remembering, this realigning with nature. It's, it's something that you've been longing for too. Like you have been trying to find your way home too. And it is a commitment in a sense that we go on the journey together, right? We commit to actually showing up and being present. And also, of course, you take the course and you adapt it to fit your life, right? There's going to be weeks where you can do every single practice and every ritual and every piece of movement and every meditation and your journaling and your sharing and you're all in, in it, right? And there's going to be weeks where there are some things that you don't do and you prioritize what you feel is most important and, and you let life, you let this course become a part of your life, right? It's not a course where you have to be a recluse and like leave your life for seven weeks and go to some mountaintop to, to do it. I am going to be following along and practicing every single step of the course. So it's made for us to, to work and to be parents and to have our regular day-to-day -day life and take care of the things that need to be taken care of. And while doing that, going on a deep, deep, deep spiritual journey where we actually prioritize ourselves, where we put ourselves first. So it is for all levels. You can show up exactly the way you are. You don't have to be different. You don't have to have yoga experience. You don't have to be anything other than exactly what you are in this moment to join. All is welcome here. And I can't wait to get started. I can't wait to begin. Welcome home. <laughs> okay, now I have goosebumps again. So you go to yogagirl.com slash home course. All your questions will be answered there. All the details, you can see the previews of what the course layout looks, looks like and a lot of details. Of course, you can enroll and sign up. This is the month to do it. If you do it now, you get 30% off. So there's an early bird discount that lasts until the end of the month only. This is the time. We also have some really cute and cool little bonuses and things we're going to be announcing all throughout the next week. So I just want to, I just want to welcome you. I can't wait. The idea of going from this podcast to looking you in the eye, <laughs> to actually sit in circle, to actually speak to each other, to actually be here on this journey together. It makes me so excited. I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening. Next time I record this podcast, I will be in Sweden. I will be home. <laughs> okay, I'm crying again. Next time I record this podcast, I will be in Sweden and it will be a different life altogether. And I'm so, so grateful that I get to go home and I get to launch this going home, away home for all of us.
together. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. A big thank you to my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. I'll see you next week.